Hi, I'm Nixium, famous for my WoW Machinima videos. If you want to stay updated with anything related to the game Warcraft Arclight Rumble, subscribe to the Arclight Insights channel created by the Threads of Fate community. Just like myself, they love the Warcraft universe and will always feature useful guides, podcasts, community and developer interviews, gameplay videos, and PvE and PvP meta updates. Support their channel as they work hard to share their passion for the game. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you here for another episode of the Arclight Insights podcast, which uh, is a bit enhanced uh, starting from this week. As you can see, uh, even though it is not a live uh, recording, we will now have cameras so you can actually see, see us while we discuss the subjects of our podcast. And also we will utilize uh, some part of the screen to bring you useful graphics which will um, help you follow up our conversations a bit better and transform our podcast even more towards an educational, uh, useful resource for the game. I gave the other hosts very little notice so th they didn't have time to set up. So at uh, first in the first episode it will be just me there with the camera. But hopefully soon we will have all of us um, live so you can follow us and uh, have a more engaging podcast so last week on episode four was just me and top so this week i'm glad to to have toasty and gora with us sadly uh, top wasn't available today and trixie still has a schedule that doesn't allow him to be here sadly with on the podcast but enough of me uh gora graph i'll start with you how was your week how are you doing mate Oh, yeah. Um, been going pretty good for a week of work. Uh, it's been pretty hard this week. Um, from last week, as you guys know. Yep, uh, just trying to keep on keeping on. Uh, I got four days off this weekend, which is nice. I got the Monday off as I worked last weekend when the boss went away. Um, and Tuesday here in Australia is Anzac Day which is a memorial day for um, from World War One, and then all pa uh, past and present wars to remember uh, those who've served. Yeah, so I'm not planning on going to any of them, um, but I know a lot of people will be. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were a bit sad for you as well last week, but you know, it's it's part of life. So I I hope you're feeling a bit better, and thank you for showing up this week on the on the podcast. Toasty, how was your week so far, my friend? Uh, well, thanks for asking. My week has been, well, not that exciting. I've been procrastinating eagerly. I'm currently writing my bachelor's thesis. Um, but yeah, there's not really much much going on. Kind of, kind of getting into the flow of of. Uh, working again after I've been uh, sick uh, it always takes a couple of days so yeah well, well not exciting but yeah okay okay fair enough so um, I'm sure that you guys heard the episodes that we recorded with uh, Tap last week uh, I think it's only fair if I only if I also bring your opinions about uh, the post that I asked, I asked uh, uh, wrote last week. Let's go with Toasty here first. Uh, Toasty, what's your opinion on the post? Uh, well, first of all, hyped that we get another 
update. Yeah. I think it's been long enough. Um, I don't even actually remember when was the last update. Uh, I I would say it was yeah, around December, I, something like that. I don't. Please. I can't recall. Yeah. I mean the the the, the big, where, with the PVP enhancement, it felt like fall, 2022. Well, anyway, it's been long enough. Um, yeah. Um, what do we get? We get updates to PVP, campaign progression. Um, I think those are the two main points, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what to think of or how to understand updates in campaign progression. Um, if we can expect anything new or if it's just like um, how fast or how smoothly you progress through the campaign. Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure if there will be new missions. Well, uh, myself and Tap, we we kind of went uh, towards the possibility of uh, increasing more the PV campaign with more zones. That's how we read this, okay. but we could be wrong. It's just an opinion. Okay, because I, I was wondering if campaign progression meant that um, because we have seen people like uh, Sir Thin beating beating Rand with like a sub level. 20 army and Togar even claiming that he managed to do it on like level 18 with Merc I I believe yeah he did it very low and yeah. and that's like six levels down yeah or like seven when you don't man uh, go from rent but from general Dracoseth the actual last level of the campaign and that's like like seven levels down and from from what I've heard that's not how the devs want the, mm -hmm. the the game to be they they want it more like in the in the zone of two to three levels and yeah. like maybe they will tune some some of the stats on the bosses and that's what meant by campaign progression like slowing it down yeah it um, could it could be it could well be that we, we don't know yeah i mean that wouldn't be too much <laughs> that exciting but yeah, but it's it's still a testing phase, right? So we'll see about that. Um, what about the reset? Are you are you are you hyped about the reset in in a way? Like, do you think it's gonna benefit the game immediately? Um, well, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> hurtful to lose all the progress. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we signed up for. Uh, so we we all knew it would happen sooner or later. But personally, I I kind of I kind of just assumed it would only happen once. I don't know. Yeah. Did did the devs say anything about having more than one reset? No, there like, was like there before was that a, post. No, there was a post for, uh, I believe it was from uh, Solanis uh, that mentioned that there will be only one reset planned before a soft launch. Which, yeah. would, which would have been this one coming now. But uh, I think they'll probably, they needed a drastic change in uh, technically or whatever in terms of content. So I think they got to a corner to a, to a point where they had no choice but to change their original plan and, and, yeah. and do more than one reset. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at, at long, as long as it benefits the game in the oh, long yeah. run, I think we're all fine with that. 
right? Absolutely. I, I don't think they would do something that's, uh, you know, it would be harmful yeah. for them. What about you, Gora? Jump in. Um, so, I think I said a while ago, I don't think it was, I can't remember if it was on podcast or not, I think it was in our uh, group chat. Um, that I speculated that there would be an update to the PvP, and we've got confirmation that's actually the case, and that was sort of a bit of an out-of-field guess. Um, like, I like the rework to PvP. I think definitely it was going in the right direction. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, I think, I think it's like the, you know, it was a lot better than what they had before, where it was very bare bones. I think what, the what exactly ladder system... Like? Well, having the ladder system um, is good, but it doesn't function right with how much grinding you need to do in the current state of it. I think having yeah. uh, it feel more natural where you just jump in and play some games in PvP and you rank up if you win. Um, you're obviously always going to have the people that will min max and push and grind and play 20 hours a day you know for three months straight which is fine which so... to get to the top you know <laughs> it's a bit reminiscent of like classic wow you know rank 14 gladiator <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the, the pvp changes were certainly a little bit polarizing like uh, as i agree with you like the the ranking system and the rewards is uh it's really nice uh but i just think like the 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 current system that we have with the bots having a large uh, regeneration of gold and is not every is not really fine-tuned yet even the the climbing the ladder systems but but i think the end result will be good after they uh, uh, they fine-tune yeah. yeah they but, they they had an idea like yeah. they put it forward they put it into the beta and we gave our feedback on it you know obviously some of it would have been wrong some of it would have been helpful and from that hopefully they've managed to distill down to that essence of what they want to do and how they can incorporate that absolutely so i'm excited to see the pvp updates i think the more players that get access to beta and especially when it launches it's going to be hopefully a very large influx of players so the bots in PvP should be basically non-existent. Except oh, yeah, for, like, extreme great. fringe cases with, like, Fieldsy being rank 1. <laughs> How do you see the reset, uh, Gora? Um, overall, the reset, I think, is I'm happy overall for it. Especially, at least now, I'll have my Valor slots reset. <laughs> as yeah. everyone knows, I've complained about that enough. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe that was one of the reasons why there needed to be a reset. Maybe it was a little bit too hard for them to fix that. And now that they can, you know, rewrite the code from the ground up if they needed to yeah. do a full reset, completely start from scratch again, you know, and so the foundation of the game is maybe better, more easy for them to work on and to uh, update and patch as well. So that would be great um, just for the development process of the game. Then they spend more time actually developing the game instead of trying to fix it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And so, we know if you, everyone's listened to some of the developers on 
the World of Warcraft team how the original game was made and how complicated and spaghetti code it was going on and like over year over year. So I think a good foundation will help with the longevity of the game and the content that they can produce for it. Absolutely. And especially now in the current uh, situation around Blizzard as a company, which we will we'll address towards the end of the uh, of the podcast, it's uh, certainly a big task to be uh, resetting servers and uh, recreating the potential to be recreating a lot of systems and uh, it's a big burden on the team when they are trying to create uh, as much content as possible and bring it to us timely as well yeah i wanted to to jump in and refer to what gora said i didn't even i didn't even think about uh, the valor slots when, when uh, talking about the reset that those will be reset too i mean obviously but the the first thing that came to mind uh, to me as a positive consequence of the reset was that we can try out new builds and like try to to progress through the campaign with new leaders and then see what works because like right now all of us are horrendously over leveled and if we wanted to try uh, a new I don't know Grom build for for the last couple of levels for the campaign we would be like level 26 level 27 versus a level 24 campaign uh and it would not work it, it's like you, you're you're just like yeah. stomping the level and it it, it makes no sense yeah. and with the reset we can try out new stuff we can level up again and yeah i, I like that yeah absolutely Gora, do, um, do you want to expand a bit more about uh, your views on the campaign progression? What what do you read from the post? So there's two things. Uh, hopefully they're going to rework the uh, like the progression of the campaign. So if anyone remembers early on, there was a few pain points um, as you come up to levels. The one that sticks into my mind was the uh, night health map where you get the three Sentin um, huntresses. Sentinels of Astrona. Yes, that one. That you map, nerd. yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even know their level Listen, name? Yeah, if you are stuck there long enough, you learn the name of the level. <laughs> I mean, it was a wall for all of us, I guess. <laughs> and also the, um, the Devil Sword Queen as well, by the way. She was a bit painful. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of pain points. I, know. I especially remember that one. Because it was like all fine and dandy, you know, um, and then it's like you hit that wall, and I eventually overcame that by using footman because I have the armor trait, which counteracts the huntress's um, type of damage, the physical damage that they do, um, and but I had to go back and do other PVE and PVP games to level up the footmen to get them to a high enough level where they could actually be effective so hopefully that will be smoothed out a little bit more um, and then also between if there's maybe another zone or two after Blackrock before Anixia to provide a few extra levels between 
uh, Rendon, Drac, and then Onyxia because there's like four or five level difference. So it'll be interesting to see if there's an, uh, another zone or two added in, or if they're still going to fill that part out with raids or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. Let's hope so. In a way, when you say smooth out the experience because of these difficult bosses like the Sentinels of Astronaut, um, I I'm okay with that, but at the same time, I want some uh, some of them to be major bottlenecks because the reason we remem remember these bosses and uh, and the reason we respected the PvE campaign a bit more was precisely because of this kind of uh, difficult bosses that. Uh, almost force people to come to the guilds and to discord and speak out and ask for help and discuss strategies so i hope we still have some bottlenecks across the along the way <laughs> don't you think that players will just leave when they encounter yeah yeah exactly. i think the majority yeah. of players yeah. would just leave so i'd like to see uh, the fights for the sentinels like slowly increasing in difficulty and then sentinels like reduced a little bit okay so you know you... that would make it a little bit smoother okay. yeah see so you, you essentially you, it's a old adage of you know uh put the frog into cold water and slowly heat it up and it won't jump out put it in boiling <laughs> water and it'll jump out yeah you, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta adjust the player I guess slowly I, I... <laughs> to the difficulty increasing yeah. instead of just letting them have a free ride and then I slapping see. them yeah, the I agree. End. Used to, yeah. Make them used to pain. Used to, yeah, like make it slowly. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, this this game already came with the stigma of oh, this is a childish game and this is this. And if and at the same time, if you do like the first thirty bosses in the campaign and all of them you one shot them all, that could also make players leave because they feel oh, this game is way too easy. Yeah, why that would be that would be too easy. Why I'm, I'm wasting my time? Yeah, so. I think it. I I have. You have to respect the devs here because how difficult it is to balance something like that to try to retain as many players as possible, when you can uh, get people to live on both sides of the, the spectrum. So it must yeah. be really difficult. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> they could add something in like um, you complete a campaign mission, and then you can redo it to um earn more experience but the level increases by one for the yeah. ai right so when we have the normal version of the pv campaign uh, could be a bit easier but then in the same uh, vein as the conquest where you kill the bosses with different factions for rewards you could have like a heroic version where to provide a bit more challenge and retain the players that think the first bosses are a bit too easy so I don't know how easy this is to implement and the, if the extra rewards would provide an unbalance on the on the currency systems they have and what they expect players to spend in the shop. But I think it's an option that could be included there. I don't know if you guys agree or if you think that will make the a bit too convoluted um, the PV campaign, but you know, that's how I see it. The, the other interesting part of this post is uh, we aim to require resetting progress as few times as possible. So I think that's pretty standard. You know, you don't want to try to do full resets as possible. Um, so people can test the end game as well and just limit frustration with general play base. But the real interesting part here that you also brought up last week is 
uh, on our path to worldwide launch. So that's a wording change from the soft launch that they've previously used. Uh, do you th do you would you interpret anything into that? I, th I think they've changed their plans from soft launch to just worldwide launch. Isn't it? Yeah. Like I I know we have that discussion like every every week, but isn't that <laughs> like the same thing? Soft launch and like yeah. so worldwide so launch. I think soft launch sounded to me like it was going to be open like beta. a rollout to to, to so it would have been uh, countries that have beta so that's Australia and I don't know if any other countries have been opened uh, up. I heard rumors Canada was had kind of a, a closed beta wave there, but I'm not sure if he's at the same level as Australia in terms of uh, yeah. availability. Yeah. All right, so we could say Australia and Canada would have been yeah. on soft launch and then. Mm -hmm you know, they would have rolled out other countries as the game went on. And yeah. then, like, uh, Span has said multiple times about uh, people that want to go for world first in whatever, like, completing the campaign, first in next year kill, you know, first max level mini team, um, all the different things that people might want to go for would be unfair to someone who just happens to live in a different country. And that might yeah. be really bad in Europe because they're one country, you know, away from being able to play or not. And then people are going to be trying to use VPNs and, you know, everything like that. And yeah, I think it would have been very chaotic yeah. and annoying. And, and obviously the soft launch would also include uh, pe people that already have better access regardless of where they're from. So they, they would also be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Thank you, Gora. I can see that you actually listened to uh, the podcast last week, and um, and that you you uh, mentioned that uh, I I addressed that the terminology was changed from soft launch to worldwide launch, and uh, I was very happy. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. It could be just a word, but I was very happy. It really gives you the perception that uh, more people will be there when the game is actually launched. And there's no more resets. That's how I see it, anyway. Um, I'd hate, I'd hate to have half of the guild playing the game already uh, in in the real launch, and the other half waiting. That that will be really anticlimactic for the for the guild. Do you think there will be a full fledged ranked system in zero point nine point five? Well, like not not with the like ranks from like the, the the 20 ranks we have right now um but like a a league system like compared to like maybe starcraft or or league of legends personally i have no idea so it's just speculation i don't think this will be ready just yet in this patch i think they were working in other uh, systems uh but it will be a nice surprise if there is something a bit more tangible where players can compare themselves with each other. But I don't know. What do you think, Gora? Yeah, they might have. Like, they could basically just take, like, the Overwatch 2 ranking system and use that, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, or like, they could maybe go for more, like, the WoW Arena team rating, how that works. Which I think is probably more close to what they had in the game um, already. 
So they've already got other games uh, under, you know, within Blizzard that they could, with like extensive PvP lighters, which they could use that those sort of systems and then find what works well in War on the mobile. Let's just use the same names and ranking system and maybe they could add a little bit of Warcraft flavor into the naming. You know, don't need to reinvent the wheel with everything. No. You know, if something works well. Okay. All right, guys. Um, I think we we covered this post pretty well. I don't, don't want to dwell any longer on it because we have a couple of other things to talk about. Uh, one of them is that we can't be too detailed about it there is a reason but uh, there is a, a new wave of better access coming up in the near future um, especially to reward people that have been waiting uh, for a long time and being active uh, and still communicating despite the fact that they don't have better um, so without going into much detail uh, both toasty and gora we spoke we addressed this in previous podcasts you can always go back and uh, hear some of our advice for new players joining beta and all that but it's nice to uh, have a small discussion ag uh, about it every now and again because the patches keep changing our perception of the game keeps changing but we're going to keep it in simple terms but uh, let's go with uh, Gora here first for example Gora in a nutshell what kind of basic advice would you give to new players joining the beta as it stands right now, without any knowledge of what's actually coming in the new patch. Uh, so this is one of my tips that I um, have said before, but it's a mistake that I made. So you want to have one leader from each faction. Uh, so as you progress through the campaign and then complete that, then you unlock the, uh, what was that word again? Conquest. Conquest. So then when you complete the campaign you have your conquests um after that with the other faction leaders so the mistake i made is i had multiple faction leaders from the same sort of multiple leaders from the same faction so they weren't able to complete the conquest and that hurt my progression and gold income early in the game uh, so it was a bit slower off the bat and then the other uh, big probably big tip is try and find minis that you like playing with and that work well with multiple leaders that you choose so you can sort of keep instead of having to level five different uh armies groups of minis yeah. like yeah like so you got your six minis and one leader and leveling that up and then doing that five times you can sort of mix and match a more that, core group that makes a lot of sense which we've talked about before yeah Gora, top of your head give us three units that fit well in pretty much every deck like good units for people to grab at the very start uh Quillbore for tank and unbound uh firehammer for killing those pesky annoying um flying bosses and well pegs as well for uh, unbound uh yeah so you can yeah unbound um placement and then they also can be placed in a lane to defend and they will only uh, hatch when they're attacked 
so you can sort of place and forget. If you know, say, the left lane is only pushed every 30 seconds, you can place your well pegs and then you can forget about it. So that can be quite helpful. Or you can also use Quillbore and well pegs together to finish off the boss if you can't quite reach the boss again through the normal lanes and your normal minis that move up. True. So for the people on YouTube, as you can see, uh, we have been placing some graphics on the units that we've been talking about, some visual aids to uh, provide you a bit more value when you're watching our podcast. Uh, people on the audio version, remember this podcast is also available on YouTube and you can uh, watch it there and you will be able to, to have some extra information not available in the audio version. So, Toasty, what about you? Top top couple of tips for new players joining better. Uh, plan out your Valor slots very carefully, but considering that nothing changes and you can't you can't uh, change your Valor slots later, then uh, yeah, stay stay patient and plan it out very carefully. And if you want to kill Onyxia, don't go Horde. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Imagine that you have two top tips to give to new players and one of them you choose, don't choose Horde. <laughs> so... Well, it's, I like, I like Horde, I like the ideas and I think you can actually do cool things, cool things with it, yeah. but it's, it's just the, the, the anti-air units for horde, I mean, you have you have two set valor slots for each for each horde leader, and it's so hard to not waste them. Yeah. And if you like, you want to play horde minis to to capitalize on the on the valor slots, but it's just no, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. One I, thing... I tried it hard and long, lol, but it it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I notice about the Horde is that it's kind of limited in the anti-air options in that faction. There's not a lot going on. You have like, you have the troll, you have the shaman. Even the shaman is kind of weak in terms of damage. But yeah, there's, like, the if you ogre, ogre mage. Yeah, like if you want to do a, like a a cane cane uh, only Horde deck to make uh, use of the twenty percent extra health. It's really hard to make uh, a really well-rounded build uh, with only Horde units. I mean, it is possible, but you, you really have to plan really well for different encounters. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen now in the next update? Horde's going to be absolutely <laughs> like the best, and Toasty's going to have to eat his words. <laughs> Godlike, yeah. And then I will edit yep. this to make it look like Toasty is saying that at the time, and then you'll get that oh, oh yeah and then you, you can you can maybe like just copy it so that i'm not only saying it once but like five yeah. times during the podcast and make me look like yeah. like a real smart ass <laughs> and we we need to get you to uh, also shout the name of every faction in the in the same way as the black rock salvation is nigh and that salvation has a name black rock <laughs> let's see yeah right so um we have we covered the the poster we covered some tips for the new players so one thing as we mentioned now they are in the process of getting this patch ready for us uh, i'm sure the team is extremely busy 
Um, and there, there's some news that came lately. Apparently, they are having some sort of issues in terms of the staff retention and uh, employment conditions at Blizzard. Um, we never know the absolute truth of the situations. We only know what uh, comes to and actually reaches media and, and social media and all that. But Gora is, I believe, is the most informed of the three of us about the situation. Um, what's going on over there at, at Blizzard in terms of staff, Gora? Um, so there's been a few Twitter posts coming up um, of em employees handing in notices due to... Uh, it, seems mo it seems like people are saying mostly the return to office uh, measures that they're putting back in place post-COVID. Um, so it's interesting to see that people have obviously become accustomed to working from home and then not wanting to having to travel, you know, an hour or two hours in traffic or public transport. So I can understand that. I did that yeah. at one point and it wasn't fun. I think probably a lot of people have done that or are doing that. Uh, so it's just, I'm just yeah, like thinking um, maybe that's a bit, maybe that's why this patch has taken a while to come out. Maybe the war teams also had a few people moving on. Um, so development time has been extended a bit more. Yeah, it certainly looks like it. That's uh, uh, also looking at the, all the job vacancy adverts that were put out constantly by the team. Um, we don't know the details, it's just speculation, but it looks like they they have been struggling since the announcement video to to have all the positions covered to develop the game as smoothly as possible. Um, so as you as you were talking with me off the uh, offline there, Gora, so it's certainly not cheap to live in the sort of area where uh, around Ar Irvine where where they have their head offices. So it must be a very impactful situation. Tosi, do you have any views on it? Well, not really, because I don't have enough information. Um, I, I couldn't really comment on it. I mean, I think the, the working remote or having to travel to the office is like... I mean, that's a problem not exclusively happening to Blizzard or, or gaming companies, but in oh, yeah. general. Um, I mean, I know that it's there, that the problem exists, but I, I'm, I'm far from having even a ba based opinion or, or let alone solution for it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stay back on, on that one. No, that's fair. And that's the reason why we won't really expand too much on it. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it's just a case of we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. In a way, um, in a way, we mentioned this mainly to um, provide a bit more background to the potential obstacles and hindrances that the war team probably had been having for a while. And um, I know it's easy to be impatient about the uh, development news and uh, and cadence of development and everything. I myself, I uh, put my hand up. I was guilty in the past for being a little bit impatient sometimes. Uh, but um, 
this sort of news certainly go a long way to help people appreciate uh, the difficulties that uh, producing a game of this uh, caliber can bring and how difficult sometimes it is to, to overcome these obstacles. Uh, one thing I'm really pleased that, that the news were actually about the reset of the server and the new patch. The last thing we want in these difficult times is to have a sort of news that games are actually cancelled. So in a way, um, in a way, I'm very pleased how the things are actually happening despite all, all these issues. Yeah, and speaking of the server reset, they've also said there will be uh, the game will be taken down for one week of maintenance. So to me, that seems like they're either upgrading or increasing or both the capacity of the server or servers. Um, which also aligned with the increased or the new wave of beta invites. So hopefully there'll be even more noobs for Fieldsy to stomp in PvP scene. Oh, yeah. Do we actually do we actually know if it's if they're planning on splitting the servers at some point? Um like into Europe and North America and I, Asia or something? I certainly hope not, because well at the moment after the after the, the it was mentioned that there will be only one reset uh, by a developer, all of us took that as a gospel, really, because when when they said as well there will be a global server and uh, you shouldn't have any worries to recruit people to your guild from anywhere in the world because you guys will be able to play together and everything. So I certainly hope it stays this way because it will. It will kind of ruin a lot of plans, especially, especially within our guild. Uh, we have people from all over hoping to play together for almost a year now. And uh, I hope it stays as a one global server with some uh, localized uh, nuances in terms of matchmaking and stuff like that. I don't see... The... I don't see why they would do that, considering there's a lot of other mobile games that are worldwide. Oh, actually? I didn't know that. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, well, there's a game that I've been playing, Guild I'm in. There's people from all around the world in it, and... It actually works out pretty well um, for some parts of the game, where having people on a rotating roster 24-7 is actually beneficial. Yeah, it, it could even be beneficial for the raids system. It, we'll see what they come up with, but you know... Um, yeah, and I don't think restrict like I can understand the restriction for like World of Warcraft you're having North America um, and Europe separate, just because you know time zones are different, so you can push updates at a more favorable time and have your down maintenance, server maintenance at a more yeah. you know less impactful time during the day. You know, like early morning when most yeah. people are asleep. And they kind uh, of things like that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the only thing I took from that was that you're in another guild. I thought we had an exclusive relationship, and now you're telling us that you play other games as well. Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a bit disappointed, but uh, I, I tried yeah. not to say I'm anything. Yeah. Massively disappointed. Oh, you wanted to <laughs> just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... stay quiet. Let the awkward yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm, 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 I'm bad. I throw myself around too much. Yeah. Okay, so as we start to approach the end of this episode, try to keep it at a sensible time for the people out there. 
Um, last week, myself and Tap, we already mentioned our strategies, what we are considering to do a bit differently after the reset, and now that we have a bit more knowledge about the game. So I'm kind of curious to hear about you guys as well. So I'm gonna go with Toasty first here. Toasty, what do you plan to do differently this time after reset? Well, it kind of depends on how big of a focus PvP will be. And... But when, when talking PvE, I, I think I'm gonna try to, to progress through the campaign with another leader. And then have like a set of, I don't know, maybe seven to eight minis that will that I will use to play through the campaign and to beat Onyxia with. I remember when I played through the campaign first, I started off with Jaina and then switched to Charla midway through and had to level up my team again. And then for Onyxia, I switched to Tyrion. And now with a little bit more insight, I think um, you can you, like shorten that process and i think that's the the, the main thing i'm going to do differently okay so uh, streamline your strategy regarding sticking to a specific leader yeah definitely okay what about you gara what are you going to do differently this time probably being a bit more careful with the valor slots but apart from uh, that, yeah <laughs> so um hopefully there's a way that you can change your valor slots in this patch that would be really nice um if not, I think I'll be holding off on choosing a Valor slot and then heading over to Arc Light Base and playing around on there with the, um, their deck builder and looking at all the potential Valor slots you can get through the leader um, and then humming and hiring over that for a while. Uh, then, like Toasty said, having a core set of, you know, 8 to 12 minis or so, uh, which I'll um grab when they come through the shop um and then not buy any other minis to try and get um save the gold for when the talents for those minis come through probably try and get all two or three talents hopefully the third talents are also in this patch um so the each talent for those who don't know also give gives one uh level to your mini uh, so that's an extra three levels, so that would be really helpful. And once the core team's fleshed out with their talents, then they'll be back to grabbing the other minis. Okay, that sounds like a sensible strategy there. By the way, I'm going to yeah. place on the screen, uh, yesterday I put my in, uh, personal top 10 tips for players um, when they get uh, better access. Uh, I'll place them on the screen as well. Uh, hopefully it might help someone out there uh, one good thing as well I would like to mention is uh, in the past in our uh, podcast episodes every now and again we had a little uh, I wouldn't call it a dig but a little bit of criticism at uh, community management of the game and the communication and all that um, but I'm pleased to, to say that we have been uh, at least personally been very happy with i've been watching on discord we've been having aestra communicating with us every day even if it's just to wish us a good day or 
or tell us about what kind of food she was eating on the day. But it's nice to have this presence from the someone in the team. And I, I actually, I think credit where is due. I think she has been really nice and and friendly and really active, amazing in the last days. So if she catches this podcast, I want personally to say thank you to her for uh, for um, making Discord a bit more a bit more exciting and, and engaging place a platform at the moment. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's that's how I see it at the moment. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, even like just just seeing that the um, Blizzard employers are present and engaging into community activity just it goes a long way. And even if it's like people asking, "Oh, do you have any information on this or that?" and even when one of them says, "No, sorry, we can't comment on that right now," that's just like more. That that's what we've been asking for, like the last year. Just like no no one's gonna be no one's gonna be pissed off when you can't give them yeah. all of the information right away. But like just just be active, and that's that has um, improved drastically over the last couple of weeks, and I'm really happy. And I I hope they keep it up that way. Yeah, I think, I think they will. If anything, I think that's a really good point from you. If anything, if they just provide a quick answer to a question that is happening continuously, uh, this will now make people stop addressing that issue, issue constantly and move forward towards more constructive conversations in the Discord platform. So uh, these little snips or snippets of information, they it seem like they are not very consequential, but they actually help a lot the knowledge of the community because then the discussion is on other matters. And I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, go on, go ahead. I just was scrolling up through Discord um, and Tiger put a post up saying, thanks for the visit at the stream, Aestra. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah. So obviously, obviously Tiger started streaming. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. And, uh, general discord is yeah only on discord yeah. currently yeah uh, okay um and then you know she's popped in to have a chat with him while streaming you know that's like really cool to see yeah that's really cool and it's like uh, yeah we understand their time is valuable they they are busy there's a lot of important things in the project and uh, also when they are on company time they are they are restricted in how they use that time and all that but even sometimes uh, 30 seconds can go a long way, like just to encourage people to keep going. So Togger, it's, he has spent the last three or four days streaming on Discord, trying to provide some uh, knowledge and gameplay for people that are excited to potentially join the beta soon. So the fact that she showed appreciation for him doing that with some a minute of her time, that's that goes a really long way for a community building. So. So I'm very happy and grateful she did that, to be honest. Yeah, that's like great for the community to see that, um, you know, Blizzard employees are actively involved in the community. I think that's really helpful. Perfect. So we covered quite a lot of ground already on this uh, episode five, season two of the podcast. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, for myself to spend some time with both of you again. Um, 
<laughs> so, Gorograph, any messages for the people out there? What do you wish to say before the end of the podcast? Oh, just thanks again, everyone, for tuning in this week. Um, good to be back again. And yeah, have a good, safe week. And hopefully, people uh, that are listening haven't got into beta yet will get in on this wave of invites just before the next big patch. Because I think that'll be exciting for everyone to jump in together and see how many changes they've made. I'm going to take a guess that it's going to be quite a lot. Yeah, I think that's going to be a heavy patch there. Um, Toasty, what about you? Yeah, well, thanks for tuning in uh, once again. Um, be nice to each other online and offline. Yeah. And yeah, our patience has been rewarded uh, rewarded that's the word <laughs> yeah right so from myself uh, thank you for everyone in the war team for the, the the product they are putting out there for our enjoyment thank you for everyone in the guild and rest of the community for their activity support and for helping keep other people passionate about the game with their interactions and engagement and thanks for everyone that watches this podcast or any other content in the Arclight Inside channels that we have out there. Um, you know, and uh, have a great rest of the week. We hope that you enjoyed this new format with the podcast on YouTube. Next week will be even better since the other hosts will probably have a camera as well. And uh, all the best for you guys and have a great week. Take care. Bye bye.